Hello and welcome back to On Repeat, the podcast. This is Hattie speaking. And I'm Ellie here in, <laughs> in the background at the moment. <laughs> um, welcome to our very first episode of 2021. Yes. Yeah, I'm so excited. <laughs> Such a good episode to be kicking off with as well. We are speaking to the formidable and creative and just all round wonderful artist, Kemi Day. We had such a fun time recording this and I think you're going to love this episode. It's just oh, such a great way to start the year. Absolutely. I think having such a strong person to, mm. to kick off the year is exactly what we need for 2021. Oh, definitely. I couldn't have said that better myself. Um, if you've not heard of Kemi, well, definitely get ready for her. I predict massive things for her this year. She is a South London singer-songwriter and she's already been praised by the likes of Complex, Notion and Jam Supernova. She's also just so creative. She's so fun to talk to. We had such a great time talking to her about the projects that she's worked on and the EP she's just released. So this was after a year-long hiatus, which saw Kimmy work on tracks for the likes of Rebecca Garten and Bishop. And now, excitingly, she's back with her own music. She's just released the second instalment of her double EP and is really solidifying herself as one of the UK's most exciting sort of R&B talents. So Drive the Dusk Edition is a follow-on and the second half of her October 2020 release, Drive the Dawn Edition. And Dusk is Dawn's moodier accompaniment, I'd say. It combines 90s synth, jazz, soul and R&B elements. And it's definitely something that I've had on a heavy, heavy rotation. So in this week with Kemi, we are speaking about some really interesting topics, great ones to kick off the year. So imagination and creativity and songwriting. But we also speak about being a woman in the music industry and that fine line between arrogance and confidence, owning your work and Kemi's very like visual, so to talking about how that bleeds into her work as well um so yeah that was a very long intro for someone who is definitely got a great path ahead of them a really good head on their shoulders and before we kick off with the interview we're going to be playing a little bit of 2am from her ep so yeah without much further ado the very lovely kemi aday Now you got the time to fucking say Thought that it was over, you complacent Thought that it was over when you say I don't wanna talk to ya Kimmy, is this your first um, first podcast? Yeah, actually. I tried to think if I did one before, but I did, but it never came out. So yes, this oh, is. Mm-hmm. How exciting. What was the uh, other podcast on? I can't even tell you. <laughs> <laughs> so we were we were having quite um quite a nice time uh ch- having a little chat about you before the, in a good uh, way before like. we started yeah in a good way you know and um yeah we were just like wondering about your your journey throughout I guess and like when you started songwriting and if that you know is that something that really just like came naturally to you and you were like yeah I want to I want to be a, a songwriter yeah. singer and or is it something that kind of evolved was it an accident take us through no it didn't evolve you know it, it it was I never really had one of those like oh my gosh I want to make music epiphany moments for me like I definitely came out of the womb knowing that this was what I was meant Mm. to do and I could write I've always been able to um (laughs) I wrote poems I wrote story I still write stories and poems and stuff um so for me it was more yeah it was more so me convincing myself that I was good enough to actually do it because I was more like oh I used to get like really jealous of 
was really sad. I used to wish like my <laughs> like my dad was P Diddy at a point because I was like, if I was the daughter, I'd be a huge star. Let me move to America. Like I'm sick and tired of living in London. I should be like 13 and in America, being signed like JoJo. Like that was me. Mm. I was very like headstrong. <laughs> but yeah, I've always wanted to do music, and I think. Um, after realizing that I could write and how naturally it came to me, um, I I wrote for other people just as fun, and then I just started writing for myself, and it all just came together. Do you think you can teach somebody how to write? And when I say write, I don't just mean songs, because you said that you wrote stories and poems and stuff, and you know they have those like creative writing courses and things like that. And some people just find it really hard to get down initial ideas and develop yeah. them. In fact, I think initial ideas and starting they're like the mm, hardest thing. Yeah, that's a good point. So, do you think you can teach that to someone? Do you think it's possible, or do you think it's just something that comes naturally? What do you need to be able to do it? Just based off what you said, probably not. I was going to say yeah, but. Initial ideas are, is like the easiest part for me. For me, it's like finishing it. Like I can start anything, um, writing, um, everything. My imagination is active. That's the problem. Mm. I've I've been yeah. obsessed with vampires and fairy anything lore, vampires, fairies, Valkyries, all that stuff since I was a kid I used to watch Buffy the Vampire say and Charmed and think it was normal oh, so and like my <laughs> right and then my dad so used to good. be like you can sit here and watch this man's head get chopped off but clowns <laughs> scare you and I'm like yes they do but for me I think um in regards to like writing I don't think there are there's like an innate gift in um people who actually just write um in any format but I think you can teach people how to get better at being in tune with themselves but I don't think everyone is meant to write I think that makes sense that's so interesting so it's like it's almost like you have to be able to kind of find out how somebody unlocks in a certain way that's so true It's really interesting hearing how you might go about writing a book. I wonder if there are any crossovers between how you might begin to write a book and how you might begin to write a song. Do you start with words in the same way then? Do you start with lyrics? Um, I am gifted. Literally, I have no, I don't hold, I don't really say that I write songs because the way they come to me, for me, is kind of scary. Um, the words and the melody come at the same time um and like it's like someone sent a text through my brain and then it just comes out like literally that's that's how it comes out it can be a freestyle it can be oh I hear this and I'll sing it and then it's like this whole song like I can write songs more or less in every way and it, it doesn't really take a lot for me to do it um, it's easier than writing a book for me and uh, what's weird is because we were saying like how do you start for me when I write songs my first lines are always so like distinctive but what like but without trying but when I was writing like this book like I was like oh what am I gonna write <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that's 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 fascinating and I think we've spoken to one guest before about this idea of there perhaps already being a song or a story that exists somewhere within the universe. And a lot of composers said this as well. And actually what you do is you are just taking that. Yeah. It's like you said, somebody sent you a text Mm -hmm. of that whole idea and you are the medium to which it is, it is produced in, in this, uh, on earth, (laughs) essentially. Um, That's really, really cool. And also I love, well, I love how you were talking about being able to hear Mm. and 
you know, the, the, the music and the lyrics at the same time. Yeah. I wonder, and I want to go into detail about that, actually, especially on a musical level. So do you hear all of the instrumentation? Do you hear all of the instruments at the same time? Yeah. Do you hear the bass and the drums and the, like, all your sounds? Sometimes it can be like, I can hear the whole song and I'll be like, um, to, like, a producer or a friend of, like, so I have this melody and I have these lyrics and I know how the song is supposed to sound so can you help me piece it together so I'll be like this is how the bass should be can we change this the vocal should do that I need this sound to go here like um, I think I was saying to someone first and foremost I think how I make music is based on sound um I like things to be pleasing to my ear so even how I sing um I want it to kind of sound like ear candy the whole way through so then it also it like the song becomes addictive right so that's how I like stuff all the favorite bits in people's songs are my favorite part so I just rather make a song of all the favorite parts so that's how I make music but that's also how I hear it so when I write things we call it pockets um the spaces in between like the production so like the be- the beats and stuff so I hear in my opinion, I hear quite infectious pockets. So things that when you go away later, they're just in your head for no reason. That's my favourite stuff. Yeah, like the millennial whoop. Do you have any um, examples? Do you have any favourite bits of any of your songs? Or other people's? Oh, like, um, uh, oh, I'll give you um, mine and one of someone else's. In the song I just dropped, Promise, there is a the pvs when it goes in the blink of an eye it's so oh it's fantastic <laughs> i played it to my friend and she was just like don't you dare take that out of the song and i was like i did it <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then in one of my favorite songs i'm really a big fan of like 90s music so i don't know if you've heard of him but montel jordan he has a song called Get On Tonight. And for other people, they won't know this, but in the end of the song, he goes like, what a waterfall. And he's like, my baby's stressing me. And then the beat goes, like, I hear those things and you don't realise that's why you like the song. But when you sing it back after you hear it, that's the part that you repeat. And those are the parts that I like. Because they're the things that stay in your head. Like, music is like a insane, like science that you you either study or you just become good at it through practice and listening to other people's stuff but those are like my favorite parts and I'm obsessed with vocal production the best people (laughs) for me who are good at those are like Beyonce and Brandy oh do you think it's possible to have a song (laughs) that doesn't have such a distinct hook because I'm just thinking in your genre it's very common to have distinctive hooks and things that you can actually latch onto to make them catchy and even from a commercial point of view that's what makes the song sell and you can see that through even classical music like Beethoven was using a certain number of notes and he was repeating them in different ways and it was just a short tiny little phrase but just thinking like about some songs that don't have obvious hooks does that make it a bad song do you think no um I listen to loads of types of music um I think the crux of music is is whether or not you feel something sometimes um like I have a song on the project um the second part uh, called last one and there is actually no chorus um the whole song was literally a freestyle and um but there's so many, um, ca- not necessarily catchy, but there's so many things you remember. And the emotion is like so raw that I feel like that's what connects you to it. If it's not going to be like a catchy song, it's generally just the emotion. So it's one of the two, but something will bring you to it and like hold you for dear life. Um, maybe it's a good time to talk about your your EPs because you've dropped Dawn, the Dawn edition, and you're also dropping the Dusk edition in January, I think. January the 22nd. 
the 22nd I'm gonna write that down we'll make sure we have a link to it <laughs> um I was wondering like it kind of reminded me of um Kalila oh that's cool I like her <laughs> I, was, I, I love she's great but I really had that kind of like I don't know like new like R&B that I recognize but also like very new and very contemporary yeah. it was a really nice mix but I was really intrigued to know like why you had sort of like two EPs why I decided to mm. so I'll tell you the truth what happened <laughs> <laughs> okay what happened was the pandemic the panoramic as I like to call it got in oh, the yeah. way <laughs> so um <laughs> we had made um Every song on the project was basically done apart from 2AM. And 2AM, we, is the person who produced that, Dan Holloway, that's the first session we've ever done with each other. We made that song. And we got literally up to the end of the second chorus. And then we were like, okay, we've done a lot of work today. Let's take a break. We'll come back. And then the day we were supposed to finish the song was the first day of lockdown. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's literally what I said. (laughs) This shit. (laughs) Oh, my God, no. That's awful. So then my my engineer, Clinton, was like, "Uh, do you know what? Yeah, you can't release this EP without that song. And I was like, that's how I feel. It's like it kind of sets the the pace for where I want to go next Mm, so I was like if I don't release it I'm gonna be mad at myself so I was like to kind of give us time to finish it split in half then it just everything just started making it sense that one side was happier and one side was a bit darker Mm. the track list was completely different beforehand it was um future I think 2 a.m no five a day then promise I think then last one, I could be completely wrong. The <laughs> we'll never know. Could, we'll never know. It's gone. And I deleted it as well. So it's actually gone. <laughs> so this is literally it. But what's so crazy is once um, we got the final masters for the Dusk edition and I listened to it from dawn till dusk, I was like, this is actually so much better than the way it was mixed up before. But I ended up with the two names because me and my friend were going for it and I was just like, I don't know what to call it, but I do want to split it in half. And she was like, well, this one's kind of happy and this one's kind of moody. And she was like, so what do you want to call it? And I was like, how about dawn and dusk? Because like, it's the two sides of the day, but they're still one day. Mm. And then the two sides of me, but they're still me. Yeah. yeah. It's worked yeah. out perfectly. I kind of can't, I mean, I can't imagine them as like one full piece of work but it does you're right they are are like kind of different because I was listening and I was like it makes sense that they're like two separate things because it is like I don't know I was thinking of like Christina Milian's like a.m to p.m that's kind of like the the difference (laughs) (laughs) such a tune but I was like yeah they are like yeah two two halves of a of a whole yeah so it worked out really well perfect perfect accident thank you honestly literally literal little blessing in disguise the pandemic kind of pushed me to become more creative than I initially expected to. And it's nice because when I tell people like, okay, all that happy stuff, like enjoy it, it's gone. (laughs) We're in a different place now. Like we're in a different place now. Just accept it. (laughs) And like people are always like, oh, but I like five of them. like, that's nice. We're somewhere else. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah five a day is great I think that was like the first song that I listened to of yours and I was like watching the video and I was like this is amazing it's so good oh, it's so good you. but yeah thank the you. the EP is brilliant as well yeah and on that point earlier we were speaking about your kind of when you find an idea or when you feel like it's almost been sent to you mm-hmm. and that's with the sort of the music and the lyrics does that come with your sort of aesthetic as well and how you might view how you want a music video to look like or how you want your images to be does that all come at the same time or is that something that evolves sometimes sometimes it all comes at once like with 2am we're doing a video for that so that's a little cheeky thing spoiler (laughs) there you go (laughs) um with 2am as soon as I made the song I knew exactly what I wanted the video to be like um, uh-huh. I knew it was going to be moody I knew it was going to be like a story of some kind 
and I knew it was going to be like a tell of like a relation like a situationship a relationship that just doesn't work generally <laughs> that just doesn't work even as much as you want it to work and you have happy days he's just not meant to be but with like five a day I kid you not I did not know what I wanted the video to be like I didn't I had to be like I just wanted fruit and I just wanted it to be fun and I just wanted it to be just normal for me to be so comfortable sharing my sexuality and just being like okay cool if you want to date me this is what I expect yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's literally what it was and I was like as long as that attitude comes across then the video is fine and like as long as there's fruit because obviously the song's called five a day and that was about it honestly and then the rest of it just came together and I was happy but most of the time for me everything kind of comes at once video um image everything but sometimes when I'm stuck I'm just like is there a director that wants to take the lead Mm, (laughs) is it um kind of hard to find like directors or like producers if you have such a like clear kind of vision or in some cases like an unclear vision is it like how do you trust someone with those kind of like ideas and you're like the baseline sounds like this this sounds like this is it hard it is it is actually you need to have like a it's weird I say to all my friends that working in music with producers is like being in a marriage so weird like you just kind of have to be so willing to be vulnerable mm. and open, willing to make mistakes, willing to accept someone else's mistakes and then generally try to press on because like nobody can see what's in your mind and as mm. much as you try, you can't articulate it perfectly. So um, it's hard, but sometimes some people just get it. Like um, I've met like a few people on this journey who just get me I I can say five words and they're like okay cool I get it don't worry and then some people I have to explain a bit more so it's harder but yeah it's a mix it's interesting speaking to you because um you you sort of radiate this real sense of strength and you said that you were pretty headstrong as well and you always have been but you also have this what seems like real side of uh kind of softness and uh sensitivity and even like sort of mystical sense I don't know it's like it's really cool seeing all these sides to you but I wonder um you know it's quite difficult I think being a woman in the music industry to be able to hold your own with such confidence and Mm. also to sort of really make sure that people are not calling you arrogant and that there is a difference between confidence and arrogance and that actually women who are confident are more likely to be labeled as arrogant. Have you ever encountered an experience like that? And how do you? Um, So I have like a few musical inspirations and one of them was like Beyonce and Beyonce said that, you know, the same thing you said when a woman um is being headstrong and knows what she wants like she's called those words um but she's like the only thing you can do is be fair and to yourself and to everyone else or we're just going to end up with a product that no one likes mm-hmm. um when people tend to question my vision and stuff i just remind them that like at the end of the day and it sounds so bad but it's the truth if something goes wrong the only person they're ever going to blame or criticize is me. And Mm. I need people to understand that there is a certain level of expectation on Beyonce's internet. There is only Beyonce standard. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) So I expect everything that I do to be of a certain standard. And as long as I'm respectful and fair and I'm not hurting anyone's feelings, um, I try and keep everything I say to be clear and concise. Like, this is what I want. This is how I want it. And this is it. Um, I don't mind going back seven million times. We can do six, five, five, ten phone calls of you, me telling you exactly what I want. But at the end of the day, this is the idea. This is the vision. And if it's good advice that you want to give me and I take it on and it literally helps advance the idea, 100%, I will take it. But if it's things that are 
just negating where I'm trying to go, remove it. Yeah. I'm not here for it. Exactly. I mean, you're the only one that knows your journey. So like, (laughs) like, sometimes it's so pointless. I always wonder if men have this like inner turmoil. No, they don't. It's just women. I've actually asked. I've actually asked. And then all my friends are like, no, I just do it. I'm just like, it's like, okay, I have to worry every five seconds if I'm being too, um, else, what's the word? Oh, no, Kim, you're being a bitch. Yeah. It's like, really? Is it? Yeah. All right. Exactly. That's nice. Like, I thought it's, it's so funny because I said to my friend the other day, I was like, I've now taken to calling myself a reformed bitch because, <laughs> like, I said to my friend, I was like, I'm tall, yeah, but the key's on the top shelf so I can reach. So if you want me to unlock the door, I can unlock it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But I was like, I'm really nice. It's just that I know what I want. And for some people, it's intimidating. And unfortunately, that says more about you than it does about me. Yeah. And there's nothing I can do about it. I think that's the word, intimidation. There's there's, um, nothing more irritating. People go, oh, well, she's really intimidating. And I'm like, but what? Like, why? Like, why is a woman intimidating and a man's, like, assertive? It's interesting. I find that, especially, like, my... <laughs> I have really honest friends. <laughs> my friends will go to me like, oh, Kemi, you need to remember you. You have pretty privilege. Because I get free stuff all the time. It's quite sad. No, it's not. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> so they're like, remember, because oh, you're of a um, a, a standard of, of attractiveness that the media says is what is nice, and then on top of that, you are headstrong, and all that type of stuff, men naturally are like afraid of that energy. So do you feel like you have to bend? I'm like, no, I don't care. If you are a man and you are intimidated because I happen to be, attra- I, I can't make myself ugly. It doesn't happen overnight. I can't make myself less attractive. Like it do- I didn't choose this face. If I did, thank you. But I didn't choose <laughs> this face. Do you get it? So it's like, but I did choose to be this person. And I want to be a person who empowers other women to just do what they want because men don't question it. And just because you don't have a penis doesn't mean that you should be questioning what your decisions. As long as you believe in yourself and you know you're doing the right thing, you're being fair, and everyone understands exactly what you're saying, you've taken advice and you've taken it into consideration make your decision and move with it because at the end of the day the only regret you'll have is that you never listen to yourself so just do what mm-hmm. you need to do yeah so i guess like so like you were saying you're sort of the the full package in terms of <laughs> yeah, no. uh, musical ability I'm crazy. like creative ability <laughs> you know you're smart you've got you've got ideas and you've you've got the image by society's standards right like sweet <laughs> how does that kind of translate with other people when it comes to jealous feelings have you ever encountered jealousy from other people male or female or anything anyone an animal I don't know (laughs) the thing is I don't pay attention to other people in that way it's um I have my mum raised me in a wonderful way she made sure that I knew my worth from a very young age and like instilled into me like there is like one distinct memory I had when like I probably had like a brief brief instant with a bully um and they were like trying to tell me like I wasn't I was ugly and all this type of stuff I went home and I told my mom my mom was like what kind she was like no child of mine is ugly I was like don't you know you're gonna be taking pictures and doing this and doing that and people will be saying dressing up like you because so then I walked outside went to exactly where they were and I was like my mom said that I'm gonna be this and I'm gonna be that you can't tell me this and then they laughed and then it's so funny because like so and so many years later I see those same people and they're always like they're like oh my gosh, you're so pretty. Oh, you don't, like, you've evolved, but you look exactly the same. So it's like, I didn't necessarily evolve. You just didn't really appreciate mm. me where I was before. So I guess there, there are some instances of jealousy, but I don't care. Like, I, it sounds so rude, but I don't really care about other people's opinions of me because mm. it doesn't pay my bills. And it also is not going to make me happier. It's not going to make me sadder. It just sounds like projection and I don't feel like that helps Mm. me. I've got to focus on my own self-love. Like being attractive is like a surface thing. I could literally 
please god forbid but i can literally have an accident and then something could happen to my face and then what happens like you know what i mean touch wood like for real (laughs) but like what am i supposed to do i only have my personality and my intelligence and all that stuff to go off my talent and that's really the that it at the end of the day i value my intelligence and how i um interact with people so much more so when people are jealous of materialistic and aesthetic things i'm just like that's people can't choose what they look like get over it Mm. this that's it you can't choose what they look like and if they could then we'd all look one way and it'd be boring it would be super boring it'd be so boring I think that's amazing that your mum instilled that sense of like self-worth and, and confidence in you at such a young age. It's so important. I think particularly when working in the music industry, which I mean, it kind of has a tendency to very easily like chew people up and spit them out. Yeah. Um, and we've spoken to a few people that have um, kind of gone on the sort of like X factor, like Britain's Got Talent kind of. They room, asked me which... to go on that. Oh, did they? Yeah, I said no. Oh. Um, because I would say when when was this I was gonna say how did you so they do this thing they send you emails like different artists different emails and they're like promise how far you'll go they're like they'll guarantee you so for me they were like you'll get to judges houses but just come so then you can do everything else and after judges houses it's like whatever I had a friend I have a friend who she was promised to get onto the live shows and I was like this is so fake this whole thing is Mm. fake and it's just so weird because then you become based on your story and it does like mm. so much damage to or, like a lot of people. Like um, I was literally talking to my friend earlier um, that on Li- from Little Mix, Jessie. Yeah, she's she, just she, left she's actually. And it's so sad because I, she is my favorite in the group, her and Jade. But Jessie is my favorite because like, I love the fact that she was the more curvy old girl and her eyes are beautiful. And she's just like a gorgeous person, to be honest. And mm. like, it's sad that because she was next to women who were different shapes or considered like the more conventional standard of beauty, she literally chipped away at her self-esteem because for a short period of time in her life but in the moment felt like forever every saturday and sunday they literally ripped her apart and it's insane so those like ugh, i can't those shows and stuff i don't know how people do it it's a different kind of strength i yeah, couldn't do I, it i don't know how they're kind of still going on i think they're so um they're right? so irresponsible i think there's been i i don't know they just they just seem to have like no welfare at all whatsoever everyone's like commodity and really the show is about the show's about simon cowell or the show's about amanda holden or whoever's on it nowadays Mm -hmm. it's really not about the contestants and they just use this like cannon fodder it's so i think particularly in like you know when like maybe pop pop idol then maybe that was the first one i think when that first started that was like you look back at some of the auditions and you're like these people aren't well and they've been used as like national and it's the way they used to like the question that people used they used to ask them was like who told you you can sing it's like how how can you just so blatantly ask someone that on tv and expect them not to react in a crazy way because you told them they could that's how they got to this part and then all of a sudden like you've decided they can't i had a friend in college who actually said to me it's like i'm gonna audition and i'm gonna audition badly to get to the auditions in front of the judges so that i can audition good <laughs> and he literally did and got through and then he got he he didn't make it past like boot camp but i was like the fact that he knew that if he gave them a sub story um audition badly they put him on the show first i was like no x factor and all that stuff is problematic it's not it's not good for people's mental health and self-esteem i find it really nostalgic talking about these old shows and actually if we just think about it for a second do you remember a show called Stars in Their yes, Eyes? Yes, I love oh, yeah, it. That was amazing. That's I so love good. that show. I used to think that it happened like in that second. You know, when they walked through the doors, I used to think it was immediate. Yes. 
Me too. Tonight, I'm going to be... So to both of you, this is a question to both of you, actually. If you were on Stars in Their Eyes, who would you show up as tonight? What was his... Matthew, it was Matthew. Matthew. It was Matthew. You go first. So who do you think you would be? That's so hard. Whose song could I... I mean, I'll go first, yeah, go first. Uh, whilst you two are thinking about it. Um, I'll ask myself. Um, I I would be... <laughs> you have to say, you have to say, tonight, Matthew. <laughs> tonight, Matthew. <laughs> tonight, Matthew. I'm going to be Amy Winehouse. Yes. I knew you were going to say yes. that. I knew it. I, I should have put I, money I have down. To. Yes. I have to, because when I do, I, I can look like Amy Winehouse and Beehive that is my go to karaoke like, artist. And I'm here for it. What song would you Thank do? You. Tough question. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's difficult because Valerie is technically a cover, isn't yeah. it? And that is a go to karaoke. Um, maybe, oh, maybe Bats of Black, you yeah. know, something mm, really. Iconic. Or something from Frank, if I really Stronger wanted to be. Me. But I, Stronger. Mm. You should be stronger than me. Yes, she already did it. So we've got it. We've got it. Got it. We need to bring it. All right. Yes. I'm done, guys. I'm done. Come on, I'm and done. What about you two? Can be male if you want, by the way. See, I was you thinking know? that, you know, I was thinking to do a guy. I was going to do tonight, Matthew. I'm going to be Andre 3000. Oh, oh, right? What a shout. I mean, and I, shout. and I do um, prototype. We were um, talking to Puma Blue, who's um, based in London, but is moving to Atlanta. And he was like, it's amazing because Outcast from Atlanta. So they're just on the radio all the time. And I was like, can you imagine a world where like Outcast are on? Every day. 24-7. Oh my gosh. So good. Who would I be? I mean, I think tonight, Matthew, I'd have to be Beyonce because if I could, I'd just love to be here for 24 hours. I mean, yeah. With a really, really, really long, like blonde weave. Yeah, I see it. It's going for, but it. I'm too cheap. It's okay. So it's... We are all Beyonce okay. Summers. We are all three of us can do Destiny's Challenge. Yes. Oh my god. Yes. Let's do it. Yes. So we like tonight, Matthew. Let's do it. We are Destiny Destiny's Child. Destiny's Child. <laughs> I was reading about you and it said you had like a year off from like your own kind of work to write for other people and you wrote for like Bishop mm-hmm. Bishop Bishop and uh, Rebecca, Rebecca Garten and I wondered like what that was like how was it different writing for another artist in comparison to yourself it's it's weird it's like kind of kind of finding like a tether between you and them that connects with everyone else because if what they're going through connects to you you can write about it and then it can connect to everyone else. So it's kind of making what they feel more um, relatable. Um, it's kind of like therapy. You really have to listen to what they're going through or what they want to write about. And then you kind of need to piece it together um, to make it make sense. So I wrote I wrote that song, I wrote Comfortable for Rebecca Garten. And with that, like she was seeing she was like in like this happy phase of like the relationship where like you're like oh I love you and I was like oh wow that sounds so cute I wish I was feeling that too (laughs) (laughs) so then that's how that came to like be a thing so yeah you kind of just have to find like the connection is that how it works so like I would approach and be like Kemi I really want you to write a song for me like these are my kind of like topics what I'm feeling I didn't I didn't realize it was so like it's like therapy yeah yeah you literally just sit there sometimes we get drunk sometimes we do things that we shouldn't do like smoking things (laughs) 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 but um we like just get free sometimes it's like a conversation for like two hours no music is made not one production beat drum anything is done then after everyone's like poured their heart out someone plays something and then the song might just come like that mm. and you just talk and all that type of stuff and everything falls into it like that it just sometimes it's really easy sometimes it's difficult but it just you have to just wait until they give you that line or that thing that makes them feel like oh, I just want like I think she said something to me it's like 
oh why does why don't he just want to like open up and like say stuff because like life could be so good and I was like yeah it could be so comfortable right and then I think that's how it came together that's a spark yeah and it just works do you ever um I always wonder this or I have wondered this do you ever like say you're writing for somebody else and you're like this is a really good idea and you're like I will keep said idea we once, can take this yes. out I, oh really <laughs> i've done it once once i'm not gonna lie to you once once i wrote a song and i was like the song connects more to me than the artist please don't let them use it please and they didn't use it but then i didn't want it in the end so it, didn't. Oh, <laughs> it was like oh. <laughs> Bringing back to a second about your um, the break that you said that you had for a, a year, I think that's amazing that you discovered whether I don't know how you did discover that actually whether it was through trial and error as it is for most people that you actually just need to chill out. Like Hattie and I were saying as well, we've been going pretty hard with our work this term, and we really need some time to just either do nothing or do something completely different. And I wondered, what do you do when you have a break? Do you do you listen to other people's music? Do you not listen to music at all? Do you like do something completely different? What's your like routine, or I do you draw, not have one? I or? draw. I, I I'm going to sound like a big headed person in this interview. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. We're standing up. Not confident. Right. Not confident. Right. So I'm and literally I'm just an artist. I I draw. Um. I. I take photos i read um sometimes i watch films i'm obsessed with film um i dance i just do like anything oh i know do you know what i really do i go into tree i love trees i love trees i will walk in the forest i'm loving this sort of folklore yeah. connection that we've got going on it's so refreshing yeah uh and i feel like it's such you're such a fantastic example to like younger generations and even older generations as well just you know like let's for a second just take a step back and move away from all the digital devices and you know we're obviously in such a digital age and if there's anything that this whole period of lockdown has taught us surely it is just to reconnect a little bit with what we can actually see and hear around us so I think that's a beautiful thing did you find yourself connecting more with nature for example over lockdown or is it something that you've always been able to do always I have been able to do if if I'm in the mood I'm probably gonna go and go for a walk in the forest behind where I live and I'll be in there for ages. All my friends think I'm crazy because they're like, oh, how do you go there? And like, not, I was like, I've been around the whole thing. I know exactly where everything goes. The only people that are in there are old people with their dogs and young kids who smoke. And that's about it. So <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm fine. I can sit there. Sometimes I'll listen to music. Sometimes I'll just sit and just listen to like the squirrels and stuff. I wrote five a day there in the forest. Like sometimes it's just easier for me to be around. That's so sad. Sometimes it's easier for me to be around trees than me. <laughs> but I'm an earth sign, so it makes sense. What what mm. earth sign are you? Um, I'm a Capricorn sun and a Virgo moon. So, yeah. So your birthday must be kind of soon. Oh, January, so three weeks. <gasps> day before hey. my mum's birthday. She's the fifth. She's a- that's the day I start work again. <laughs> <laughs> ignore those things <laughs> but no i during lockdown yeah i was i was enjoying it i was there reading books i even i think i went out one morning and did yoga at sunrise yeah like two or three mornings people just saw me in there and just chilling sometimes i lay there just watch the sunset and sunrise that's like my go-to place if i if people want to hang out with me nature is the best thing yeah she's in the forest take me to nature and we're good I think that's so good I think it's so good to like get outside yourself and like get out of the house I've definitely noticed I mean particularly as like the weather's got a bit a bit bad or a bit worse should I say um there'll be points where like it's Wednesday afternoon and I realize I've not left the house since like Monday and I'm working from home as well so I'm really trying to like get out and do a walk but I just I think maybe 
this year's been crap. Everyone knows this year's been crap. It's been crap for everyone, regardless of what industry you work in. But I do think that maybe like our parks have been a bit of a savior. This this year is too hard, and I learned that I learned that this year has been like literally like what you said. It's been like the worst ever. Even though for me there's been some highs, but quite a lot of highs actually. Let me not lie. But it's been it's been quite an emotionally wearing time. Yeah, it's like always picking yourself back up. It's a lot. Yeah, it is super tiring. Um, but maybe we could talk more about your highs because you did say earlier on that you'd been like more creative than you maybe anticipated in lockdown. I'd love to hear about about that. So was that like with your songwriting, or was that with obviously the book you're writing? Everything. Or was it just everything? Yeah, I drew a lot more because I'm pretty good at drawing. So I, I drew a lot more. Um, I took some photos of people during the first phase of lockdown because I wanted to like see how things transition so I I bought a film camera um a Canon AV1 so I was taking like photos a lot and then um what else was I doing I wrote a couple of songs during lockdown I co-wrote a project and co-vocal produced a project for my for an artist that I started working with because of lockdown which was quite hilarious I tweeted during lockdown I was like I'm tired of um doing nothing or Anyone that wants um, me to write for them, let me know. I was like, I'm sick. And a bunch of people retweeted and I was like, she is sick. And then some, I was like, send me your music and I'll listen to it. If I'm down to work with you, I'll email you back. And someone sent me their project and her name's Laulu. Um, and I shit you not, the project is actually amazing. And we did it in three days. Um, me, Jay Warner and um, a few other people and, it just like I can't wait for her to release it. Um, I did that. Like, look, we shot the five a day video in lockdown. Like, we did a lot. This year has been a lot of stuff. <laughs> so, I guess this um, this podcast is most likely going to come out in the new year. So talking like we're in 2021, what are your plans um, providing that we're in a better situation with the pandemic? What what are you hoping to achieve this year in 2021? Um, mm-hmm. I want to... We hear that. Right. <laughs> hey, we'll be at your shows. Yeah. Well, definitely come, definitely. That's my favourite part as well. Like, I love to perform. There's something about the um, energy exchange i literally get off of like it's there's nothing like it in the world it's the best feeling um so that um i want yeah definitely a headline show um and then i want to release i'm gonna hold myself to this i want to release two projects next year and i like to call it global chemiation which is global domination but yeah that's me i just want to take over to be honest yeah, and you will, girl. You <laughs> will. We'll be right by you. We'll vote on the ballot on the ballot paper. Yeah, just think. Maybe in like ten years' time, Next people will name. be like, "Tonight, Matthew, I want to be Kemi." Do you know what? Yeah. Oh! Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. You put it in the world. It has to If you could write for anyone, who would that be? And also, would you ever let anyone write for you? Yes. Mm. Frank yeah. Ocean can write for me any day. Oh, oh yes. yes. Great choice. choice. Great choice. Right? Any day. And I would love to, I've changed it recently, but I would love to write for Rihanna. Mm, I yeah, can see that. I'd love to. I'd love to. It used to be Beyonce, but I've changed it now. I don't mind not writing for Beyonce. Because <laughs> or both. Both. Even though if she says yes, yeah. I would fly. <laughs> yeah. I would I would grow wings like the fairy I really am and just transport. Yes. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, I would love to write for them. I love them yeah. so much. Oh yeah. So, do you have people write for you now or is it all your own? I've only had one song where I co-wrote it with someone else. It's called Honest. It was ages ago, but all the new stuff I wrote it all by myself. Wow, you're yeah. like a um, 
like a triple threat. You're so you're so creative. I wonder, are you? Do you think you'll ever like go into into production and like produce all your own stuff and be like a one oh woman show? I, that's that, that's low key the plan. I do want to produce for myself, and I I don't mind how long it takes. I'm ready for the the growth, the journey. I like learning new things. I'm obsessed with learning. It's like my favorite thing. So yeah, I probably will definitely watch this space. You've been um, you've been such a pleasure to talk to today. It's been lovely. Like I'm loving like all the conversations that we've had from stars in their eyes to confidence to songwriting. Like I feel like we've covered so many bases. Hassie, do you have any more bases to cover? Yeah, no, you've been a brilliant guest. I mean, that's kind of all my questions, but like our final question. So, Kerry, who are you keeping on repeat at the moment? Uh, who actually am <gasps> Fleetwood Mac still? Yeah, yeah, and um, Rihanna's anti album again. Oh, it came back in on rotation, and I can't stop playing it. Yeah, on rotation. Yeah, I have like an um a production and writing inspiration like playlist that I just listen to all my favorite songs over and over again. It's mad stuff in there. You've got like extreme more than words to um the civil wars 20 years to billy um what's her name martin lionheart then you've got um method man and buster <laughs> warren g and nate dog beyonce like it's all there i'm influenced by everything it's actually crazy but right now it's um it's anti and fleetwood um rumors yeah those two all in one playlist <laughs> keeping it eclectic that's the way oh dear oh Kemi you've been an amazing guest thank you so much for taking some time out to speak to us yeah thank you thank you for having me you guys have been amazing this is this was so much fun honestly thank you that was Kemi Day. yes I loved it she was she's just great I just want to I just want to meet up with Kemi I just want to like hang out with her hopefully when the world is back to normal we can meet up in real life and connect face to face and speaking of connecting you should definitely be following Kemi on Instagram and Twitter and her handle is underscore Kemi a day and Kemi is spelled K-E-M-I a day is spelled A-D-E and make sure that you stream download buy her EP it's super new brand new fresh out the oven and we both love it and I've been listening to it so much thank you so much to Kemi and uh, we hope to see you soon and we hope you enjoyed this episode if you did then please don't forget to follow us subscribe leave a nice review we love nice reviews we really do we really do read them all we really appreciate it it's a really brilliant free way of just telling us we're doing a good job which is always nice to hear and also just helps people find the podcast so yeah if you love new music new finds then keep the reviews coming in thanks again for listening and yeah see you next week for another wonderful episode of on repeat the podcast